0: Hey, I'm Matt Hutchins, and this is, (laughs) I'm Matt Hutchins, he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. How you doing today, Dave? I'm sorry a little machine was talking to me. I'm doing great,
1: (laughs) but I've never had the Zoom lady say, this meeting is being recorded. Me neither. That's a three-week-off. I'm sorry.
0: It it threw us for an, this is episode 127, and she's never said that to us. She's never said that to us. So episode 127, should I sell my business, right? Should I sell my business? And we'll start by this. on a sad note, uh, my father-in-law passed away earlier this week, um, passed away with Alzheimer's, sad, uh, you know, probably a, you know, one of those blessings in disguise, all that. A great man, a wonderful businessman, a successful three businesses. But I was talking with you pre pre dialogue before this happened about there are probably some times in, in his life that he should have sold a particular business at a particular time in life. Right. And so, I just thought we got us talking is, you know, should I sell my business? Or when should I sell my business? Or should I sell my business? And, you know, I'll start off with him and his kind of stuff was, you know, in, in the 90s was a peak. He had a, a temporary services firm, actually contract labor, and it was a great time to sell, right? Uh, market valuations were, were great or super high. Uh, that was in the late 90s. The stock market was doing great. Uh, businesses were doing great. The economy was doing great. Multiples, what people are willing to pay, was doing great money was cheap because they could borrow money to buy your business it would have been an excellent time to sell especially when you look back now and say you know well gosh that literally was the peak late 90s thing 97 98
1: and you know it's it's funny temporary okay so temporary labor or temporary service businesses they were so popular back then and it almost seems like they could become popular again because right now there's there's a labor shortage like there's these companies don't have- Oh, people. they're going gangbusters.
0: Yeah, I've got a client right now who has tech, tech contract labor, six to 12, 24 months, six months, 24 months technology, going gangbusters right now. So um, the
1: temporary service industry provided labor to fill those jobs and the companies didn't have to commit, make a long-term commitment to an employee. So they didn't necessarily get 401k and all of that because they didn't technically work for the company. So yes. I think some laws were changed but well, so let's go the into, now,
0: yeah, these kids now they want, they want to go work for six months to two years and then take six months off because these kind of these computer programs, especially, they can go work at a gig for six months to two years, get paid a bunch of money. then they go take three months off, six months off. And because they know they can find another contracting gig next time, but back to our subject, which was, you know, when do I sell? Cause we had, I had another friend of mine sell his investment advisory business early this year. Another one is looking at it now. We have a friend who sold uh, the, the uh, bug business uh, earlier this year. Uh, uh, anyway, so when is it the right time to sell, or should I sell my business? Right.
1: So you know, one of the things I think that comes to mind is you know, here's um, we we often try to hang on too long. Right. When I I think, and I I'm speaking firsthand. Um, I hung on too long on a business that I should have sold. I had multiple opportunities to sell. And I really, it wasn't because of the money that I didn't want to sell. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't want to sell was because, well, what am I going to do? So instead of just taking the money and, you know, take the money and run, as, as right, I, said, right. um, I was also considering my employees and other things. But the reality is, a buyout at at the time when i had an offer would have been better long term because there would have been a, you know a bigger company that came in and had more products and services and they would have bought our customer base and the, and our sales force and everything like that so sometimes i think it 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 comes from you have to be realistic with yourself on your ability to to continue to grow the business you know um and so in your father-in-law's case i think you would have to be Honest with yourself in terms of where the industry is. You also I think you have to look at where your business is and where the industry as a whole is. I mean, do you can you continue to grow inside of an industry?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I and I think there are stuff, you know, what is my business worth, right? That's a common question. And, and so I'm working on a client right now where we're doing a valuation, not a full-fledged value. I used to do MA. So I'm doing what I'm calling evaluation light. I, I can go look up the multiples and here's what businesses in your industry sells. I know how to go and look back through your P&L line. Remember, we wrote a whole book and we've done three episodes on finding profits in your profit and loss statement, right? So we can look through your P&L and see how you compare to the industry average and kind of get what is your business worth, right? And then it's, we've always talked about building a business to sell it, even if you don't want to sell it, because I always say you could sell your business or you could retire in your business, which means you could set your business up so that it's kind of self-sufficient running business. You're only doing the things you like, your A plus activities, your unique abilities. And if you're just doing that, then then maybe you wouldn't wanna retire because you set the business up, right? So sure. there's that aspect to it. But there are times when people are just paying a lot of money for your business, right? That 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 whatever, lawn care businesses are are selling for super high multiples right now. I could sell it and then I'll just get back in the business three years from now and my non-compete. So there are times when people pay a lot more for this type of business than usual and, and and that's another time to evaluate there's the personal time like you said what else am i going to do right um a lot of uh, if you have something or you're going to figure it out or maybe you already have a, 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 a you know something in mind like we were talking about you could go be a co- coaching and consulting right so we're talking about um i run this type of business and then i'm going to sell it but then i'm going to coach others how to grow and sell their business in the similar industry or a different industry that, that is similar. Chiropractors and, and, and doctor's offices and dentist offices are a lot alike. So maybe you could be a chiropractor who decides to sell because the multiples are high, but then you go coach other chiropractors how to grow their business, right? We've got a front end strategic coach who, who does that. He has a chiropractor business, he hadn't sold it, uh, but he also coaches other chiropractors how to grow their business. So, but you gotta know, what's my truly business truly worth? What changes can I make to increase the value of my business? We've talked about that many times. Yep. That's really what we're coaching you to do, right? When you like to find an extra fifty thousand, seventy five, hundred thousand dollars in your business? That Which makes you, your you business hundreds
1: of thousands on the sales side.
0: Yeah, because you get um, a multiple. So if
1: you, like, if you increase your, your profitability by hundred thousand dollars, that might be depending on the multiple in your business, it might be yeah, three, three, to three to five hundred thousand in your pocket.
0: Yeah. Now, what's also interesting though is 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 I call it the owner's dilemma. So, so most private businesses sell for three to five times cash flow. Okay, so if you make $100,000 a year, someone is going to pay you $300,000 to $500,000. That's a standard number. It might be smaller. Dentistry is smaller. Dentistry, it's it's uh, 67% of revenue, which is about a year and a half worth of income. So if you're making $100,000, they're, they're going to pay you $150,000. Right, uh, CPA firms sell for one point one times revenue, thirty five percent margins. That's still in that. That's actually in that three to five times cash flow. Now,
1: like yeah. in the dentist office, um, you know. And, and I don't know this for because uh, I've never worked with a dentist to sell their business. Do they get their one and a half times their revenue plus their equipment? And
0: no, it's part of the business. That's a great one too. So I'm looking at evaluation right now. This is really interesting. Which is he was thinking I could sell the business. Then I got the inventory I can sell, and then I've got the cash that I have in the business, and then I have the real estate. Right? And and the answer is yes and no, right? So when you run a business that requires inventory, that sales price pretty much includes the inventory you already got in there. So this guy has a million and a half dollars worth of inventory. So he was thinking, Oh, I could sell the business for I'm just making up numbers. I'm about, I can sell a business for $4 million and then I got a million and a half worth of inventory, so I'm selling the business for five and a half. Plus, I got a, a million in cash, so then I get to keep that as well. And then I got the real estate that's worth $2 million bucks, and I can sell that. Okay, that's too many piecemeals. What really happens is if somebody looks at your business, they're going to say, well, the business, it needs a million and a half in inventory to run, mm-hmm. or does it? Right? Maybe it only needs half a million, but if I'm looking at your business, I'm going to say, "Well, gosh, Dave, it looks the last three years you've had a million in cash and a million and a half in inventory. So I'm buying your business for four million bucks because that's what the valuation—it's you know whatever X times four times cash flow is the numbers in this business in this scenario. But I'm a, that, in, that four times scenario includes your inventory because that's what it takes to run and your cash. So that's literally the conversation I'm having with him right now, which is he was thinking he would double dip. He'd get to sell it for 4 million plus the million and a half inventory plus a million. So the conversation goes, well, then you need to run the business off less inventory because a buyer's going to look at your last three years of tax returns and last three years of balance sheets and say, Dave, I know you tell me that you don't need a million and a half worth of inventory, but you've had a million and a half worth of inventory. Matter of fact, you've increased. Maybe three years ago, you only have a million, and now you got a million and a half. So you've got to start thinking ahead to say, well, he needs to start running that business off a half a million in inventory, right? Because because the new buyer is going to say, no, no, it looks like you need a million and a half in inventory. So he needs to reduce his inventory and run it off of that. He needs to reduce the cash. He likes leaving cash in the business. We all do in case there's emergencies and stuff like that, right? but you can't leave a million in there because that looks like that's what it costs to run your business. That's a million dollars of working capital. And and right? I will tell you this
1: there, um, in the mergers and acquisitions world. Um, and I, I say there's a lot all these people out there right now that are, that are coaching people how to buy businesses with no money down, which is a crock. It's, I mean, I don't want right. to, because right. if you don't have money, you, you shouldn't be going into business. I, I'll just say it like that. But, um, doesn't have to be all your money but that million dollars that's in there in many yeah. times can be the down payment that people use to acquire the business and then get an SBA loan. Yeah. I mean that that's 25% down right there. That million dollars could get that person financing so that that person that you can sell the company. So right. you still get the, the seller,
0: right? The seller, the seller doesn't really need a million in there. Maybe he needs 200,000 for whatever X, you know, two or three months worth of payroll, right? then he needs to start running the business with only $200,000 in there. And if he has to, and you can do that because you can borrow the money from yourself. There's a whole tax thing you can do to borrow the money from yourself. But you need to start running the business with lower inventory and lower cash working capital because the buyer's gonna look at the last three years with the tax returns and say, gosh, this must be what it takes to run the business. A half a million in, a million in inventory, a million and a half in inventory, and a million in cash. And you're gonna say, no, 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 you only need a half a million in inventory and and 200,000 in cash. And I'm gonna say, well, Dave, then why haven't you run it that way? I'm looking at your three years of tax returns and three years of balance. So that's literally the conversation we're having, but that's good. Is it worth selling this business? I would tell you, no, it isn't because whoever's gonna buy it is gonna buy it for $4 million today, which would already include the inventory and the cash. Three years from now, maybe we can do it in two years, right? If we had the same type numbers, we could sell it for $4 million and only have a half million in inventory and only 200,000 in cash. How do we do that? Well, we sold off a million in inventory that he got to keep and you know, got rid of 800,000 in cash that he got to take out of the business. So it's, that's a great, that's literally a conversation I'm having with an owner right now.
1: So, you know, the question, the, the episode is, should I sell my business? The, the, the questions, these are some of the questions that you have to ask yourself when you say, should I sell my business? I think, The big picture is, what's the industry doing? What's your industry doing as a whole? Um, Is is there still market share that could be had? Um, You know, my electrical company, we we got thirty over thirty percent of the commercial and industrial marketplace in in an I mean, in regions, and we knew. I mean, the companies we were competing against were billion dollar companies and we had a massive market share. Um, it was arrogant on my part to, to, to think that I could continue to grow in a market that we had pretty much saturated. And if the only way to grow would have been to sell. So right. what, what I'm getting at is when you ask yourself, should I sell my business? You've got to ask yourself, can you continue to grow um, by yourself? Right, uh, acquire market share without massive amounts of money. Um, can you, and and is the industry going to carry your business another ten or fifteen or twenty years? Um, so, should I sell comes up. Well, the first question you got to ask yourself,
0: can your business run without you? Right? right. I mean, that's that's exactly right. Build it to sell it, whether you whether you're going to sell it or not. Right. Because the other corollary to that be, like you said, what would I be? What would I do if I quit? You know, let's go back to the dentist. All right, I'm a dentist and I'm gonna sell it. I'm only gonna get a year and a half worth of income. I can't retire off a year and a half worth of income. I better be saving money along the way, right? Buying your office building and, and saving money along the way. But it could be that we could build it to sell it, right? And how would you build it to sell it? Well, we might hire an associate or two associates that can help me run it and let me take more time off, right? Because uh, it could be that there's also the, the tax planning stuff that you and I do talk about how to siphon money out of there. That'd be, all right, if i run my business well um i can work less and keep more make more work less is what you and i always say yeah and i'll just do this for 10 more years but i can do it for 10 years because i'm not busting my hump right i'm i'm working 20 hours a week 30 hours a week and i got the business humming i I don't i don't have to be doubling the size of the business every three years i could just be kind of status quo because every year i'm taking money out of the business and building my nest egg over here right because the owner's dilemma is what i call it would be you're always going to get a year and a half worth of income when you're a dentist right so so if i sold it today i get a year and a half worth of income more or less 67 percent of revenue but if i sold it three years from now i'm getting a year and a half worth of income 67 percent of revenue right so it's it's almost like well why would i sell it when i could just run it for another year and a half so yeah. that's what i mean the dilemma being you could just the same thing with 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 other multiples we talked about that four times multiple the same thing why would i sell it when i could just run it for four more years and then sell it for four times cash flow right so so i call out a dilemma because it's always well i can just run it three more years i could just run it two more years i could just run it five more years
1: yeah so, but eventually eventually you do want to retire eventually
0: you do want to retire so you got to build it to sell it go back to what you just said whether you're selling or not you've got to start building it as if you're going to sell it and then once you've built it that way, you might choose not to sell it today. You might choose not to sell it for three years, five years, 10 years, but you've got to build it to sell it because that's the only way you would be able to sell it. And then, like I said, it might be so much fun because you're only doing the, your A plus activities you don't want to sell. It.
1: And what it, what it does, I think the exercise in building it to sell it will allow you, when, let's say you do sell it, right. but the exercise of building something to sell it and then actually selling it And then you see, you're actually going to see it through the lens of the buyer. And when you see how that whole thing goes down, then all of a sudden now, when you go to maybe start another business, you, you realize from day one, I want to build this to sell it. Yes. Yes. And so you'll form a business very differently. What most people do is they, like you said, the, the landscaping and, uh, uh, lawn cutting businesses, lawn maintenance businesses are really popular right now. Well, what most people do is they go buy a lawnmower, a trailer, and an edger and all that, you know, stuff yeah, they need. Yeah. And they start a business and they're in the in the truck for years. And they never really get out. But the the smart ones, what they do is they're out of the truck in two or three years. Right. And what right. they're doing is they've they've now got a salespeople who go out and get more commercial clients and and they continue to grow, which keeps their laborers busy. And I call them laborers because they're they're workers. But, you know, in that type of business, the reason that's such appealing business to invest in is because the the, the ability to train a worker to do their job is not that hard. You're cutting lawns. I don't want to imply that it's all- I understand, I understand. I'm, I'm being cautious, but that's the point. Why is a dentist only- uh, get you know one and a half times um, their income is because you're the dentist you do the work in most cases so if you want to sell your business as a dentist wouldn't it be better to have two other dentists working in your office yes now you've got a business worth selling yes
0: yes that's exactly right what you what you just reminded me of, of was talking about the, the the build it to sell it and you're talking about the uh, oh i was thinking about the uh, the 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 dentist going back to the dentist, and oh, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about dentists selling it, building it to sell it. Oh, separating the cash flow. One of this, I just had a conversation with one of my other clients. Literally, I just—that's why I was late to your call. And it's separating the cash flow and cleaning up the books. Right, the books need to be clean for three years because because the buyer's going to look back two or three years. Right, so you need to separate your personal and your business expenses as best you can so you can. Uh, clean it this is actually a succession it's going from the parents to the child but the parents income and expenses are so intertwined you know the the, the the son doesn't even understand you know the cash flow of the business and how much can he afford to buy his parents out because we don't have a clear picture of the cash flow from the business right yeah. so you got to start cleaning up your books now there's a lot of uh, tax benefit that we always talk about that 94 percent of business owners are overpaying their taxes because they're not utilizing the tax uh, expenses and tax loopholes, tax write-offs that are available to business owners. So understand that. But in general, you wanna kind of separate your personal and your business expenses, because you need clean books. But that also makes it clean books if a new buyer comes in too, right? You don't wanna have your... So what does clean books really mean? It means seller's discretionary
1: earnings are easy to tell what they are. Yeah, And And the easier it is, because ultimately, if when we talk about multiples, like, should I sell my business? Well, what, like you said, what, what business are you in and what's the multiple? Well, the multiple is typically a multiple of your seller's discretionary earnings and company yep. profits. Yep. That's usually what determines the value of a business. I mean, yeah. there's other assets as well that- Well, and it's, and it's a great way to think about that.
0: Everybody thinks that somebody's gonna come along and offer you $10 million for your business. And they're not gonna offer you that. What they're offering you is some multiple of their earnings because they're gonna use your cash flow to pay yourself. to buy you out right so they're not gonna say 10 million bucks they're gonna say well he makes half a million dollars so i'm paying him a million dollars that's two times cash flow so i can literally pay you back in two years and now i'm starting to make a half million dollars right that's what they're they're not just making up some number out of the air 10 million dollars they're doing it on a multiple of your earnings your your profit what you make as the owner they call it seller discretionary earnings because we know most business owners run between fifty dollars to $150,000. You know, they'll have their car in there. They'll have their cell phones in there. We can take that out and quantify that as seller discretionary earnings You know, because you put your car in the business. We know that. Everybody does that. But that's in that seller discretionary earnings. If, if I didn't have my car in there, I would be getting that cash flow, and that's the cash flow I'm going to use to buy you out. So yeah. you're exactly right. You, they're going to buy you out based on what you make. Right, So so we've talked about this before, good revenue versus bad revenue. So you've got a million-dollar revenue business, but you're only making $50,000. Yeah, you've got a million-dollar business, but how profitable is that? You're only making 50000 75000 whatever that number is. I don't care that you make a million dollars because I'm only going to buy you based on the multiple of your earnings. You've exactly. so got $50,000. I want to pay you three times, five times that number, not the revenue number they quote revenue numbers in the in the TV and in the press all the time. That's not what the numbers are based off of. They're really based off of a cash flow. It's just easy to say, oh, it was a million dollars in revenue, and we bought it for a million and a half, so it's a one and a half times revenue. It, it is, but that's not how the buyer looked at it. It's not correct. how they that's got
1: there. It's not how there. they got there.
0: They got there based on how much seller discretionary earnings, how much the owner basically makes and – and runs expenses through and how much he makes, seller discretionary earnings, cash flow, whatever you wanna call it, a multiple of that, because most people wanna get paid back in three to five years, right? That's three times cash flow, that's five times cash flow. That's a general rule of thumb for most industries. I know there are tech companies which are higher, SaaS companies are much higher, 10 times, 12 times multiple. There's also size, the bigger your company, the bigger the multiple, right? So there's insurance companies right now, uh, 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 benefits, insurance companies, those are selling at seven times earnings, seven times cash flow. That's a lot of money. Uh, financial advisory shops, three to five times cash flow. However, if you're a billion dollar advisory, you're selling at 10 or 11 times cash. so dog food being bigger, is
1: extremely high. There um, you go, right. It's, I mean, there are, but um, let's call it addiction industry, which dog food is considered in, in that cereal So you come out with this, but we're talking about, should I sell my business? Well, let's say you were in the cereal business and you made a really good cereal, a really unique cereal and, and you have a big following and you're making a really good living, but you're working a lot, but, but it's not like the company couldn't run without you. It's running, it's running very successfully and you're selling, you know, you got a million customers or whatever, but you realize in order for me to get market share, I either got to sell a portion of my business or I got, I got to raise some money. Um, I really got to raise them. That might be the, the, the time to be looking at, Hey, maybe I should at least go out on the market and consider selling this. And because sometimes they'll keep you on and pay you your nice income. Maybe not yeah. exactly what you're making. Right. but they'll give you a piece of a bigger pie because now that it's a bigger company
0: with one more brain. Well, that's private equity, right? That's what private equity does. So, so, so I've got many friends in private equity and they bought a tarp company, right? So tarps, those blue tarps, they put on top of construction trucks, they put on people's roofs with the thing when a tree falls on the roof, right? It's a tarp company, yeah. right? And so they bought the tarp company because they've got other markets they can sell it to. So, so this tarp company was very regional. Well, they've got connections so we could sell it in a bigger region, right? They've got other connections. They could sell it to a different market. He's only selling in construction. I can sell it in construction and retail and commercial because we've got commercial and retail connections, right? So that's exactly what private equity does is they're gonna help you expand the business because they have other connections, not just money, right? Money, but also other connections, right? Yeah. Um, that'll help you grow the business. But going back to sell, should I sell the business? It might be, gosh. Usually they pay me three times cash on. For some reason they're they're offering me ten times. Well, yeah, you should look at it, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so so there's also times like that. But there's also like you said before. So I'll go back to this. if you're making a million, just you know whatever the numbers. I'm saying a million dollars a year, and they're going to pay you four million dollars. That's four times earnings. Well, gosh, that sounds great to get four million dollars, but really. If I, you can only live off of four to 5% of that. So that's really only $200,000. So gosh, I'm making a million a year and I'm really got 4 million bucks, but then I go, oh by the way, you gotta pay taxes on that 20%. So you're really only getting 3.2 million. And then you can only spend four to 5%. Oh my gosh, I can't live off of $200,000. I've been living off a million. So you gotta think about that. Is, is it enough money, right? Or is it, you know, like you said, what would I do? Hey, the, you know, they're gonna pay, I'm making a million a year, I'm having a good time. I built the business to sell it. Right? Because the business building to sell it, I think, is the key. Right. I because
1: because
0: then you can make a clear judgment, right? A lot of times people sell because they're old and tired. I don't mean that in a way. I just mean, oh, I'm tired of it. I've been dealing with employees. I'm dealing with the stress of running the business. Right. And and if you, you're dealing with the stress of running the business, perhaps you're not running the business as well as it could be run, right? And so not only to increase the sellability of the business. If you fix those headaches for yourself, you're fixing those headaches for the next buyer because you're building it to sell it. So, but a lot of people just say, I'm tired. I'm tired of dealing with people. I'm tired of dealing with employees. I'm tired of dealing with angry customers. I'm just fed up, it's time to sell. I totally respect that, right? Even so, you still would need to build it to sell it. You're gonna have to fix, it's kind of like I use this, when I moved into this house, we said two and a half years ago, right? And it was like, What do you have to do to sell it? You gotta fix all those little irritating punch list items. Right? And so we fix all those things and they're not really a lot of money. They're just the pain in the butt, right? But then once I fix all those things, I was like, well, damn it! I wish I would have fixed those things two years ago so I could have enjoyed it, right? Because I fixed all the little irritating things, the little crack in the window or the the door that squeaked or whatever the issue, because you you know you're gonna have to fix those things before you sell your house, right? Why wouldn't I have just, Fix it up a year ago, two years ago, so I could have enjoyed it and then sell my house. It's the exact same thing with a business. You know the irritating things in the business right now. You already know them. You need to fix those things, right? Just like you would when you fix them before you sell your house, right? You got a roof leak, you got to fix a roof leak, you got a water stain in the girl's bedroom, you got to fix the water stain right? You know that about your business. You are going to have to fix those before you sell the house you're going to have to fix those before you sell your business. Why not get started on it now and then you can enjoy it and then may make that decision not based off exhaustion. Oh, I'm just tired of dealing with these things. You make it based off of a healthier space, right? You're in a great, I fixed all the issues that were irritating the crap out of me. Now yeah. I get to enjoy them and then I can decide, you know, I think that's really what our mastermind is, right? That's what we do. We talk about the roadmap and, and the support system, right? We need your commitment. Three things to be successful. Commitment, roadmap, support system, right? We got the roadmap and the support system so you can build a business so you can sell it. You gotta have your commitment. So why not fix it up now? You know, just like moving the house, why not just in the, the punchless item now for your business? Use your mastermind group, use your coaching group to do that. And then you can decide, hey, I built this business to sell it. Now is it time to sell it? Or is it fun? Because I've gotten rid of the irritating.
1: And one of uh, the things, the final thing I'll say is, is when you have a business, a business should be a tool that allows you to build wealth.
0: Yes. By
1: the time you sell your business, you shouldn't need the money. If you do it right, you shouldn't need the money. Didn't say you didn't want it. But one of the best right. things when you go to sell your business is I don't need that income. So when the offer comes out and it's fair, you can say, and that's what a mastermind will do for you. Our mastermind is we have that in mind. As you build your business, you're going to isolate, you're going to isolate cash flows so you can eliminate debt and build wealth. I mean, that's what it's really about: have more time off and the money to enjoy it.
0: So, yeah, exactly right. And, and so, literally, so watch our irresistible offer is we can find any business owner fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in their business without spending a dollar more on advertising or marketing. So if you're gonna sell your business, gosh, wouldn't an extra 50,000 in cash, 100,000 in cash be valuable for you to sell it? The answer is yes, they're gonna sell it for three to five times that. If you're not selling your business, wouldn't it be great to have an extra 50,000, dollars $100,000 to spend? Yes, absolutely it would be, right? So that's that's a valuable call to, uh, call to action. Our call to action is find 50,000, dollars $100,000 in your business, because it's valuable to you whether you're gonna sell the business or whether you're going to keep the business, it's valuable to generate more cash flow to help you build that wealth or to get a multiple on it when you sell it.
1: Yeah, That's so if, you, if you're interested in that, uh, if you want us to do that a Profit Accelerator session with you, just reach out to us at matt at profitabilitymd.com, dave at profitabilitymd.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere on the internet under Profitability MD, whether it's uh, uh, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, you can find us at YouTube, profitabilitymd.com. But uh, great show today, Matt. I think. This is uh, great. Episode
0: 127 Should I sell my business? So uh, build it to sell it, whether you're going to sell it or not. And then you could answer the question. There you go.
1: All right, man. This is
0: fun. Take care. See you.